Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar, and this is going to be 186 of The Informed Catholic. 186 of The Informed Catholic. So uh, if you like what I do and you think I'm doing a good job and you enjoy it, please subscribe and share to the podcast. So uh, today we're going to do the Thursday of the second week of Advent. Thursday of the second week of Advent. So let's begin uh, first with an opening prayer. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. Christe eleison, Christe eleison, Christe eleison. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. Entrance Antiphon is from Psalm 119. You, O Lord, are close, and all your ways are truth. From of old I have known of your decrees, for you are eternal. You, O Lord, are close, and all your ways are truth. From of old I have known of your decrees, for you are eternal. Once more. You, O Lord, are close, and all your ways are truth. From of old I have known of your decrees, for you are eternal. Stir up our hearts, O Lord, to make ready the paths of your only begotten Son, that through his coming we may be found worthy to serve you with minds made pure. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. First reading is from Isaiah 41, 13, 20. I am your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. I am the Lord your God, who grasped your right hand. It is I who say to you, fear not, I will help you. Fear not, O worm Jacob, O maggot Israel. I will help you, says the Lord. Your Redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. I will make of you a threshing sledge, sharp, new, double-edged, to thresh the mountains and crush them to make the hills like chaff. When you winnow them, the wind shall carry them off, and the storm shall scatter them. But you shall rejoice in the Lord, and glory in the Holy One of Israel. The afflicted and the needy seek water in vain. Their tongues are parched with thirst. I, the Lord, will answer them. I, the God of Israel will not forsake them. I will open up rivers on the bare heights and fountains in the broad valleys. I will turn the desert into a marshland and the dry ground into springs of water. I will plant in the desert the cedar, Akakia, myrtle, and olive. I will set in the wastelands the cypresses, together with the plane, tree, and the pine, that all may see and know, observe and understand, that the hand of the Lord has done this. The Holy One of Israel has created it. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
Psalm 145. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. I will extol you, O my God and King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. The Lord is good to all and compassionate toward all his works. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. Let all your works give you thanks, O Lord, and let your faithful ones bless you. Let them discourse of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. Let them make known to men your might and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is a kingdom for all ages, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. I will extol you, O my God and King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. The Lord is good to all and compassionate toward all his works. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. Let all your works give you thanks, O Lord, and let your faithful ones bless you. Let them discourse of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. Let them make known to men your might and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is a kingdom for all ages, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Alleluia Antiphon from Isaiah 45, verse 8. Alleluia, alleluia. Let the clouds rain down the just one, and the earth bring forth a Savior. Alleluia, alleluia. Let the clouds rain down the just one, and the earth bring forth a Savior. Alleluia, alleluia. Let the clouds rain down the just one, and the earth brings forth a Savior. Alleluia, alleluia. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 11, verse 11 to 15. None, great, none greater than John the Baptist has been born. Jesus said to the crowds, Amen, I say to you, among those born of woman, there has been none greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the day of John, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent are taking it by force. All, all the prophets and the law prophesies up to, to up to the time of John. And if you are willing to accept it, he is Elijah the one who is to come. Whoever has ears ought to hear. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. One more time. Jesus said to the crowds, Amen, I say to you, among those born of women, there has been none greater than John the Baptist, yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent are taking it by force. All the, 
all the prophets and the law prophesies up to the time of John. And if you are willing to accept it, he is Elijah, the one who is to come. Whoever has ears ought to hear. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I say to you, among those born of women, there has been none greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. Why would Jesus say that? What is it about John the Baptist that makes him so important, that makes him stand out? Yet at the same time, the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than him, than greater than John. The whole purpose of John the Baptist was to pave the way for the Messiah, for the Christ, the Savior of the world, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world. The first appearance of Jesus at the Jordan, John said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And John said, He must increase while I decrease. And John said that the best man rejoices at the marriage of the bridegroom, the marriage feast of the bridegroom. John, John's whole purpose was Jesus, his whole existence, the whole purpose of his existence, the whole purpose of his mission, the whole purpose of his birth, the whole purpose of his whole life was was to pave the way for him. Imagine growing up, having the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, communicate this to you. The Holy Spirit pushing you forward, pushing you forward every single day to get ready when you have to go out there and preach in the desert. You have to leave everything behind. The whole purpose of his mother and father who were elderly couple, who were old, beyond childbearing years, people looked at them and said they must have committed a sin. That's why they're childless. And then one day, heaven broke into their old lives and in their, into their old bodies in his mother's womb, which was beyond childbearing, suddenly life began to stir. And this child that they had, this little boy, this miracle baby, suddenly their whole lives had purpose and meaning. And it was all on top of the shoulders of this little baby boy who came into their lives, who brought joy into their lives. They were going to raise him whatever years they had left that God gave them, and they were going to teach him, and they were going to prepare him to be the forerunner to the baby of a 15-year-old girl. It's you know, remarkable, 
people, some people might giggle and laugh at seeing this couple having a baby. I mean, even to this day, I think, you know, people would laugh seeing an elderly couple raising a baby. Maybe, you know, the fact that, you know, behind their back, well, those two are still getting it on, right? I mean, people would say things like that, but you have to admit it's remarkable. It's, it is beautiful and it is also shows you that God can change the lives of people at any time in, in their life. In our lives, he could change everything. He could make our lives into a miracle. He can turn our sadness into joy. He can do it all. And yet at the same time, all the generations of the prophets before John were pointing to John. John the Baptist has a remarkable position in the, in the Bible. He has one foot in the Old Testament and one foot in the New Testament. In many ways, you could say the same thing about the mother, uh, the mother of our Lord, Mary. You know, she's the daughter of Israel and she's the mother of the New Testament. And it's a, a remarkable thing when you look at it. John the Baptist, in many cases, stands up, stands out as a New Testament prophet. But in many ways, he is the last of the line of the Old Testament prophets if we if we look at it carefully chronologically he's the last of the last of the prophets of the old testament and he's the first of the first of the new testament prophets since he was the first to be conceived and he's the first voice that heard in the wilderness he appears in almost all four gospels all four gospels you hear about it you hear his name and his story and in many ways now when it talks about the least in the kingdom of heaven us all of us benefit from john the baptist's prop uh prophetic office and all of us hold the prophetic office did you know i've just found out recently that we can actually offer up the body and blood of Jesus, not as a priest in a ministerial position at the altar. But when we, we hold, we are blessed with the universal priesthood of Christ. We are blessed also with the office of prophet. We are blessed also as kings because we are heirs and we, our kingship comes from him. Our royalty comes from Jesus. When you pray the, the Divine Mercy Chaplet, you are there at the altar in heaven. And we are vested with the universal priesthood. Because we can say, Eternal Father, I offer you the body and blood and soul divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, in atonement for our sins and those of the whole world. That's a priestly prayer. That's a priestly prayer. We should take our Catholic faith seriously. We should pray more reverently. We should take our universal priesthood in Christ more seriously. And our prophetic office, our king, our royal office, 
We should wear it humbly, but we should also take our position seriously. This prayer is beautiful. That's why when we participate at Mass, we're there with the priest, but we're also there with all the hosts of heaven. Take your position seriously. Take this, your 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 salvation seriously and take it with dignity and humility. All of us have to do this. All of us have to do this. And I think in many cases, just like the way you see the Jewish people, Jewish men and women, how how they take their faith culturally and seriously and their faith seriously in a sense in, in many ways how they practice their faith. We need to start taking our Catholic faith seriously. We need to carry ourselves differently. We need to, I think, start changing our Catholic Christian culture more seriously, develop more of a new Catholic Christian culture, not passively, not um, just like indifferently. We need to take it more seriously, take part more so take our, our, our Sundays seriously, take our feast days seriously, our, our, our saints day seriously, take our prayers more seriously and not, not allow ourselves to be swallowed up with the secular culture. I think in many ways, and also we should also start, I think, developing uh, our own economic subculture. Just, to, just like the way you see the Jewish people. You see how they they buy from each other. They they do business with each other. Um, they have, you know, I mean, we started having hospitals and everything like that, but we need to actually support each other economically. And I think we need to start doing that instead of being so passive and allowing ourselves to be swallowed up with the, with the rest of the world that we, that we're indifferent, where we're, we're practically, uh, no one can tell the difference between a Catholic life and a secular world. We need to start doing that more seriously. I think in many cases, the early Christians used to do that. And I think we start to do that. And it's when this way we can encourage each other spiritually and how we practice our faith. I think we need to just start doing that more often. And I think we need to start taking our faith more seriously as prophets as pre, uh, universal universal prophethood, uni, universal priesthood, and in the universal royalty of Christ. We need to start doing that more often because I think it's coming to a point now where it's very dangerous if we allow ourselves to too easily to be swallowed up into the world and to the point where we could lose our identity, lose our faith, which is even worse, and then find ourselves completely lost. Because that's what happened with a lot of young people. And a lot of the people are starting to wonder, who am I? Is there any purpose, any meaning to our existence? And the fact that they're asking that question is sad because their purpose and the meaning of their existence is Jesus Christ. 
Jesus Christ. And we we doom ourselves when we imitate the world too much. People need a spiritual identity. People need a spiritual culture. People need a spiritual borderline. And they need to know that if you cross that borderline into the world, you lose yourself, you lose your faith, you lose your salvation, you risk losing your 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 your, your whole purpose of existence. Okay, all right. Let's end it here. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth. As it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.